1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set for a huge international doubleheader win in Cyprus tomorrow and Euro qualification is all but done and dusted for Scotland. It sounds simple but Andy Robertson says the players are just focused on the game in hand before England next week. A bit quieter on the domestic front but I'm absolutely certain you'll find something to talk about there as well I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Well it's a huge night ahead tomorrow England next week becomes a sideshow and who would have ever thought we'd got in a position like that because we need to deal with the serious stuff and the serious stuff comes tomorrow night away in Cyprus if the boys get another result that would put us right on the edge of qualification we would be so unlucky not to qualify from a group with 15 points and I believe we're in the place now that we can be confident enough to go to places like Cyprus and be confident that we're going to get a result interesting thing as always with this Scotland side when everyone's fit team selection for Steve Clark and formation what will he go for will he go all out attack and try and win the game right away I think he just might I agree with Mark. I think the national team's playing with a lot of confidence. Winning is a good habit, and they're in that good habit. It's all about the team tomorrow night, who he picks. But I'm sure whoever he picks, and he's got a strong squad to pick from, then I'm sure they've got to get the business done. Now, yes, you look at Cyprus, but you look at the game at Hamden, mm. we scored two very late goals. So we can't take it lightly. But if we go about our business the right way, we'll have enough. Come on down then, 01419511025. That is the number you need. So let's hear from you tonight. If it is on the international front, how much are you looking forward to it? Will Scotland get the business done? Does it feel close? Have you booked your flights already? Are you allowing yourself to dream? Or are you doing that old Scotland thing we used to do of sort of fearing the worst and believing it when you see it? Let us know how you're feeling the day before the game. I'll get these two to try and pick a team. What would yours look like? Do you agree or disagree with theirs? Because there are a few decisions to be made. In midfield area, a lot of players playing well. We know we're spoiled for choice at full-back areas. Even centre-backs rotated a lot recently and players have done well. So why not try and pick your team as well? Get in touch with all your thoughts on that usual number. If you want to talk club football, we'll absolutely hear from you. It's maybe just a bit more of a, a clean slate for you because after... Uh, a very busy few days. The dust, I think, is just about settling uh, on that afternoon at Ibrooks at the weekend. So if you have any proper last-minute thoughts, you can. Or maybe you're already looking forward to what comes next on domestic front. Pick up the phone. 0141951 Tell you, we're still going strong, though. Last night, Wednesday night, still busy, busy on these phones with fallout, if you like, from... Um, Sunday's game not, not not necessarily specifically on the game but you know mm. what what it meant fallout like I say and, and where the respective sides go from here yeah well it doesn't really amaze me that the fans are that passionate and won't let it go I mean most of the players though those who aren't on international due to will probably the majority will all be enjoying a nice break just now on a beach somewhere but the fans don't get to escape it as easy as that and it it sticks with them for a long long time and I said the other night, international breaks, a funny one, if you end up well like Celtic and Motherwell, then you go away and you get the feet up and it's brilliant and you're looking forward to the next game but enjoying your break. But if you're a fan of a side, you know, like Rangers or Hearts who have ended this first period of games with 
results that aren't good enough, then it gives people an awful long time to stew over it. So those fans will be desperate for the games to kick off. Scotland game tomorrow becomes, you know, an irrelevance to them. It's more about club stuff, but come kick off tomorrow. Let's hope that everybody in this country is focused on our boys away in Cyprus getting a good result to take us to Germany next year. Yes, whatever it is you've got for us, if you want to talk club football, you can. I know that even this close to the Euros, I know international football uh, doesn't flow everybody's boat, but still, um, surely even now we can get a little bit excited. And if you want to just talk domestic football, you can do 01419511025 on the line. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's cross live to Cyprus right now, shall we? Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland Updates with Moyer and Sweeney Litigation, the top team for your defence. Andrew McLean is over there for us and I have to say, what a trooper this guy is, honestly. Mm. Just doing the jobs that no one else wants to do. A few days in Larnaca at 30 degree heat whilst we are stuck here. How on earth did you manage to swing that? Well, I had to go because if it was Gordon DL, it's only 23 miles from Ayanapa, so that is, that's not something that anyone needed. <laughs> These two would do an interesting Kevin and Perry impersonation, I'm sure. Um, and how close to the beach are we talking here? Because I'm not having this that you're trying to spin this as some sort of work trip. Oh, no, look, this is all very, very professional. Don't worry about that. But not, not to rub it in, though. I mean, Larnaca is right on the beach, but it is yeah, absolutely lovely here. It's about 33 <laughs> degrees it was um, earlier in the middle of the day. I mean, it literally is, you know, luck of the draw when it comes to these types of things for Scotland fans. But, you know, for them to be able to come over here and enjoy themselves with it being right on the beach. And, you know, I was having a wander around earlier on, speaking to supporters, some of them on the beach in pubs and restaurants. You know, they're, they're so busy. You see the salt tires, the kilts all sorts and you know if that's not enough for the enjoyment you know they're, they're coming to see a team top of their qualification group it's an 8,000 seater stadium here and I've been told that despite the fact that Scotland have you know been given just under 50% allocation that I actually think it will be majority Scotland fans there could be as many as 5,500 oh, wow. inside the AK arena tomorrow so there's going to be more Scotland fans than Cyprus fans so it's a fantastic backing and, and no wonder, because, you know, it's a side unbeaten in eight competitive games with the real chance of, of qualifying for Euro 2024 as early as next week. You know, Scotland have to win tomorrow night for that to happen. Spain also need to beat Georgia tomorrow night. And if that's the case, a draw between Georgia and Norway next Tuesday would seal it, just as Scotland play England in that friendly at Hamden. So that would be quite the occasion, wouldn't it? I was speaking to Cyprus boss Tamar Kitzbaya earlier on. He said, as far as he's concerned, Scotland are already qualified. Andy Robertson was asked about that. He said fans are allowed to dream and, and have that license to dream, but says players don't have that same mentality. No, no, we don't. You know, I think we've been quite clear on that message behind the scenes. I think the manager, me, all the experienced lads, it's not done until it's done. You know, we've been in this game long enough that, you know, we don't get carried away ourselves. We we can let other people talk. It's good that our fans are believing that we're going to qualify for a major tournament. If If they didn't believe that, then we would be doing something wrong. Um, so it's good for them to believe, it's good for them to, to dream about going to Germany and watching us play in it, but I can guarantee that none of the lads in there are speaking about that. Um, until we have that qualified thing above our head within the group, then that's the moment that we start thinking about it. You know, We don't let the lads think about anything other than that. This game is massive for us on Friday, and if we get a win, then you know, put us in a really good spot. And um, you know, obviously then, we can qualify without even playing and things like that, and that's that's what we're fighting for. You know, that's a pretty good position to be in, to be five out of five. And um, but we have to work hard for it. So 
the lads aren't getting ahead of themselves, I can guarantee that. And it's up to us to perform on the night and um, you know, hopefully try and cement our place to where we want to be. Mark, Andrew's outlined the scenario. It, 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 is, offic- it is officially close. It's, it's, it could be days away. It just It's incredible to think that we've got ourselves in this position already. Well, it's down to the players um, who perform on the pitch, but Steve Clark, who's you know pulled together this squad over many years, and we were always going in the right direction. However, when the draw got made and you saw who we got pulled in with, I've got to say, I wasn't very optimistic about getting out of this group, never mind topping it, four out of four, going for five out of five. So we're almost there. I mean... This this thing it sticks with is it's the most Scotland thing to fail at the last hurdle. I think we're I think we're beyond that this time, and I don't think I'm getting ahead of myself. I think we've got the players now who can deal with big games and get over the line in big games, even when they don't play well, like the Cyprus game at home. weren't they playing well, but probably in years gone by we would have ended up dropping points in that game. But we've got players that step up, so. I think we're there. Andy's the gaffer, I should call him. The mm. gaffer's right. Oh, the oh, gaffer's right. Look by at the way, him sitting there with his AR26 <laughs> yeah. jumper. Yeah. You know, you know way, what just, uh, everything just struck me there? Just yeah. I'll need to ask him for annual oh. leave if we get to Germany. I'll need to say, um, can I get some time after? You need to ask him for a new tracksuit top. I'm wearing this, eh? It's a bit worn for that. Get a t shirt. But ma- that, uh, jump, that jumper could make its way to the studio itself. Listen, honestly, I'm sick of the sight. The hard work another, I put into this. Another, sweat. Cu- another couple of weeks, that'll be in that charity shop. Don't you worry about that. But <laughs> even Scotland can't mess us up. I agree, Mark. We're there. It's okay. One game at a time, and we won't get carried away. The players already know that. Probably with the start that they've had, the confidence they're playing, the, the squad that's they're looking at and the strength of it. The biggest problem for these players isn't worrying about Germany next year, it's about cementing a... Look at this, absolute... <laughs> I don't know yeah. why that's... <laughs> don't know why that's zoomed in. <laughs> <laughs> 20 I don't know who's zooming in, but they're doing a good job of promoting the chat. <laughs> yeah, a big orange top underneath. Uh, but it's certainly... It's certainly there. Yeah, There's I mean... No doubt. And is that... Is that the mood... Andrew, you're seeing the difference, the party mood from the fans who know it's close and then serious heads from the Scotland camp, you know, you just, we heard from Andy Robertson there. Yeah, I mean, I was speaking to quite a few fans earlier on, I was actually surprised at the response from a few of them asking about, you know, the the game in particular tomorrow night and there wasn't an air of confidence about a lot of the fans who have said, you know, they're hardened supporters, they've you know, come to these games over the last 20 years or whatever and they've seen Scotland slip up. So I think maybe it's just a natural thing for Scotland fans just to have that nagging feeling in the back of their head that at some point it's all going to go wrong. But, you know, I I think, you know, on the surface, these Scotland supporters are really enjoying what they're seeing. You see the camaraderie amongst them. You see the camaraderie amongst the, the team as well. But as Andy Robertson says, you know, it's just, it's strictly business for the Scotland players at the moment. Andy Robertson says he, he doesn't really mind how they qualify. It doesn't, you know, need to be in a, a game where they get that feeling of elation at the end of it. He just wants them to qualify by any means necessary, and then the, the players can think about, you know, going forward about potentially topping the group as well. I mean, by nature, I am quite a nervous Scotland fan, so I, I, mm. I, I get that. But then at the same time, you're one of the worst to watch yeah, a Scotland it's, game. It's not great, but but this group, you know, it's, it's, it's fine saying, oh, you know, I've seen all this over the last twenty years, but. We've rarely seen a group like this group of players over the last 20 years, so I wonder how relevant 
that nagging nagging feeling actually is. Yeah, well, I remember us qualifying for our last tournament and we had a group of players that were all experienced and got the job done, but there's been a huge gap in between where we've had maybe a couple of players in our squad who, who sh- you know, really stood out for the rest, but just wasn't good enough. But this group of players all playing at a, a really good level, but been together for quite a long time. I think I heard you mention... When you looked years ago at the amount of caps we had and there was very few between the squad, but Steve Clark has then built that to these guys, Andy Robertson, go for his 65th. Uh, tomorrow is a huge amount of caps and with that comes experience and know-how within these big games. And I think we're we're bearing the fruits mm. of it now uh, against the big hitters, Spain and Norway. Do you not think we're in a good place? Because we'll, we'll pick our teams tonight and I will guarantee you, everybody will argue, wondering, why did you leave so-and-so out. That's how strong the squad is. It's not just the starting yeah. 11, the squad's very strong. That's why we are there. The confidence is there. The manager's just brought that team together, that group of players. They're all working for each other and, you know, they're proving that on the pitch with the results, Gordon. Yes, as I say, Cyprus was a late one with McTominay grabbing the two goals late on in the game, but to go in four games and pick up 12 points, Uh, I mean Andrew away from the game specifically it's been a a relatively low key camp in terms of news headlines that's kind of what you want the only thing was people were interested to see Elliot Anderson get his first call up Uh, he then pulled out of the squad with with an injury tongues got wagging to say oh does this mean that he might actually go back and uh, you know commit himself to England in the future what did Steve Clark say about that? Yeah, it is an interesting one. As you say, there was that excitement about the fact that it looked as if he'd picked Scotland over England. He's obviously an impressive young talent. He's making that impact at Newcastle. I actually watched Scotland under-21s play last year against Belgium, a good Belgium side as well last year, and he was the best player on the park. But you know, with that news breaking a couple of days ago that he'd returned to Newcastle after picking up an injury in training, obviously the questions then start to get asked about his international allegiance again. And interestingly, Steve Clark said he didn't seek any assurances with the player about his international national future obviously uh, that's, that's why we brought him into the squad disappointing to lose Elliot and Liam on the same on the same day but part and parcel international football you just you just deal with it. obviously we had to replace Liam because couldn't come with two goalkeepers uh, so we brought in young Robbie which is he's been part of the squad before he understands didn't need to replace Elliot because I've got enough midfield players I think some people might look at that and fear about international allegiances and, and anything like that. Is, is that not a fear for you at all? It's not something I can control, so there's not a lot I can do about it. Did you seek any assurances from him at all, can you tell us? No, he just went home. He just went home. <laughs> as soon as like you at the oh, end yeah. of the night out, honestly. Yeah. You, just, you do that, you're one of them that just disappears. Yeah, I would be a nightmare for Steve Clark. One minute I'd be there, I'd be in the team, I'd be, they'd be working their tactics round about me, and then I'd just go home. Anyway, thank you, Andrew McLean. <laughs> Early bed tonight, big day tomorrow, remember? Yeah. He's on the sun. Is he, uh, Andrew, have you been to Craig's Bar yet? Uh, oh, like 10 years ago, don't worry. No, no, no. Yeah, you're selling <laughs> there a good Scottish a bit, bar. Think it'd be, That'll be full. I think it'd be a bit louder if I was in there at the moment. But good. I'll tell you tomorrow. Good man, mm. Andrew McLean. Honestly, just <laughs> kill you. Know, he's, a, he's a trooper he's out got there some in, job, in Atlantica, he? yeah. Uh, let's bring in Gary, who's in Edinburgh. Gary, what are you thinking tonight? Uh, I, honestly, I, I think Scotland's going to qualify, obviously, needing four points. Uh, obviously, playing Cyprus as well, it's, it's going to be... Uh, well, it'll be a hard game, but see at the end of the day, see this the, uh, the, the 
the whole group. I mean, we've done absolutely terrific. I mean, see as a Scotland supporter, you're sitting there and you're still, to be honest with you, you're still shocked at some of the games. I mean, you're looking at some of the games uh, that, that we've played in and, I mean, nah, to to get a result, especially against Spain, I just thought, I, I think it's been absolutely incredible, the, the journey that we've been on. And to be honest with you, we've came this far and I think that we're going to make it to Germany. Yeah, I mean, like Gary talks about the recent form, because, fine, Andrew McLean can say that he's spoken to fans and some of them have been going for 20 years, so they know not to... Um, you know, not to get carried away and sometimes fear the worst. And we've all said that, but, that, but that's fancy for that group of players, that relatively young, relatively successful group of Scotland players. They're not, they, they're not scarred by any of that. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. they, they don't carry that. <laughs> the best will in the world, they probably don't even remember some of it. Um, and they certainly weren't involved as footballers. All they've got really going into their psychology tomorrow is recent happy memories of confident performances. And that puts us in a great spot to be in. Um, you're right. So many so many of our squad carried a hangover from before. So many were burdened by the pressure on their shoulders. You think of guys like Darren Fletcher, James McFadden, who really had to carry, you know, the weight of the country on their shoulders at times. But it, it spread throughout this team and they don't have that weight of expectation, really. Um, and maybe that's how we're getting to see them play with freedom against Spain, against Norway, second half against Norway, I've got to add. Um, and Georgia, when we did get underway, some of the other big games, Denmark and things, we've seen a real different side to this team, a young, fearless team mm. that can get results. And that's that's what's put us in this position. Gary's right. I'd be amazed if we're not in Germany next year now. Well, definitely. And see, before I go, lads, because obviously we're on fine spirits, I'll tell you, see the uh, the heel qualification, it's been that good, but I'll see everybody watching back home that's sitting there nervous and that. I'll tell you, just get singing Flowery Scotland. I'll give you a rendition of on here. So you, are you ready, boys? I'll go. Oh, oh, yeah. Pat in. Right. Don't make a mess Oh, flower of Scotland, when will we see your Let's just, we'll, we'll fade it down dramatically and it can play out, honestly. You stop it. You stop it. Take it away. Battle England and stay again. Right, I've heard enough, well done. <laughs> 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 Gordon Diel gets his golden buzzer out so oh, from me thank you 20 past 6 and we've got flower I've got on the night before the game oh, what a state we're going to be in guys tomorrow thank you different. to Gary this show never feels to me she does it 01495101025 and there was me thinking the strangest thing I would possibly experience today was the sight of Gordon Diel abseiling itself I'll tell you more about that and take more of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. So 0141-951-1025. So give us a call, please. I was worried that you weren't going to make it. Mm. I thought you were on your way out today. Mm, do a um, bad day. Now we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks <laughs> That the three of us were going down to Silverburn To Absail All to raise money for cash for kids It was a serious business All for children right here on our doorstep That need your help um, And by the way, thank you so much to everyone 
who donated I'll tell you how much in just a second it was a, an eye-opening amount of money so we're pleased for pleased about that certainly however <laughs> you were in some state like <laughs> well I, I, you, you've got to understand I've got a fear of heights first and foremost and why I was put up for this task but as brave as I am cash for kids good cause I decided to go along, but it wasn't a good experience at the beginning. And I'd like to apologise for the people round about because <laughs> while I was trying to be sick, they were trying to have a conversation and I did basically tell them where to go. What about the stadium, <laughs> honestly? Because he genuinely was. Well, he, 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 you're he never had, sure how genuine that is. And right? people were eating their dinner, oh. but he had sick in his mouth at one point. He was oh. like... Oh and that was before we started. That was down to ground level. I was the only one that got class. Because we know him well, as soon as I turned up and I seen him, I thought, his face doesn't look normal here. And he's proper panicking. But when we get inside the fencing and he says, I'm not feeling that good. And then he started bulking glasses of water for him. And they had to feed him water, which and he was shaking. But see, when we got there, not a lot of people would have seen it. Gordon yourself, me, the photographer that was up there, his face when he was going over the edge was unbelievable. I'll tell I mean, you what, I, we've got a bit of footage. If you go onto my, if, you, if you're on Instagram, I think I put some stuff on my Instagram story. Ch check, go and look at it. That, honestly, and I'll tell you what, what about him in his harness? <laughs> oh, those kids there. Well, it was good to see oh. he brought his packed lunch with oh, just Jones in case there. he was hungry. That, I'll tell you <laughs> that what. That was your packed lunch with oh, Why did you Why did you wear such thin tracksuit boxes? Oh, I, I tell you what, I'm not kidding you on. That was outrageous. <laughs> why, see, the fan club I had by half past three the day. It was incredible. <laughs> he pulled it that tight and I thought, wow, what oh, is going wow. on? What is going on here? I saw things that no, no man should see. Nothing to the imagination. That. Oh. Just, you could have picked a thicker pair of trousers though yeah. Well I didn't know I was going to get the harness the Shoved as far as where, where it could um, got to say the guy did yank that harness oh, up Yanked mm. it Jesus yeah. man Yanked it um, What you feeling yeah, good about yeah. it now? Glad you did it. What was it that like adrenaline rush? Was it a relief? Are you, you know, are you pleased after the event? <laughs> You're always pleased after the event, Gordon. I think the <laughs> the the scariest moment getting up was a was very very difficult for me. Obviously the height, but I've got to laugh now. Trying to get off the the granite. <laughs> my my bum was off it. My back was off it, and my legs, my legs were still, legs and were my still legs on. were still hanging on. I think the guy had to and, just oh, shove his legs off the side. Oh, I feel the worst of it. Amazing. He was. He tried, he tried to tell me you thought he went fast. Oh, Do I you did. remember the speed? I was, It felt like you took about an hour. Oh, honestly, the slowest I've seen. No, I, I, I've seen. I, I disagree with that. There was a lot of good comments at the bottom of how quick I went. No, it was brilliant. We went for a bite to eat, a small bite to eat after it. Still can eat. <laughs> my stomach, my stomach isn't feeling good after that. But, anyway. but we achieved it and we, we raised good money. £13,000 wow. for cash for kids. Incredible. So That's thank amazing. you for your generosity. Uh, obviously it, gets, it, it goes to, to places that really do need it So as much as we can laugh at Gordon DL Well done to him A man in his 60s conquering his fears eh? well, It's an inspirational story You've got to always no, no, throw no, no, that no, 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 Because on the disclaimer 62. On the disclaimer it says <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're pregnant or over 50 You should seek medical advice 
and I know which one you're not. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also said on the thing, remember. Dazzler, you look pregnant. <laughs> you, you can't be under the influence on the disclaimer. And he said, jokingly to the guy, I've had a few drinks, mate. The guy was thought he was serious. He? he said, uh, you Oh, you don't not. think you can go up then? Uh, anyway, oh, um, it was brilliant. Yeah, I, th- I think Mark and I have stuck some pictures and, and videos on Instagram. You can see them. And I've none, unfortunately. They're all of you. Though. I've got a cracking action video of you at the top going down. Like your face just before you release the rope. Your face was amazing, honestly. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, well, it was, it was a harsh... Uh, people don't understand... Well, people that have got a, a fear of heights will understand what I've been through, but... Oh. Get a fear of a lot of things. Yeah. You know, claustrophobic quite as well. I'm quite, I'm, uh, yes, I'm quite a frightened person. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me in my childhood, but it's not, I think it's that's, not going I think well. that's, uh, that's a, the kind of worms we probably shouldn't open just for, for everyone's... <laughs> Um, everyone's own sanity. Let's bring in Nadim on the line. Nadim, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Gordon. Just thinking about the thought of Gordon Gale in a harness, the mind boggles. Oh. More than my mind boggles. It's great. It's for cash for kids. It's all good. Yeah. Um, my point tonight um, was uh, about Elliot Anderson. I, I know these guys have touched on it already a little bit. Um, I'm just thinking it's a bit of a, a Declan Rice situation, you know, where, where he played for for Ireland and then changed his mind and then went to play for England. So I hope it's not. I hope because he looks a good player. But my point was, even if he did switch allegiances and, and, and didn't play for, for us, um, I mean, our midfield, I think, is the strongest part of our team. You know, some of our players are, are you know, we've got John McGinn, McTominay, you've got Christie, you've got Armstrong, you know, uh, the boy at Bologna, you know. Uh, Lewis uh, Ferguson. Lewis Fredson, yeah, so, you know, um, some, some people like Gilmore as well at Brighton, he's playing brilliant just now, so I think our midfield is our strongest part of our, our squad, so if he if he didn't play for us again, I wouldn't be too bored, I, I mean, see if he was fully fit, and all, all our other players fully fit, he probably wouldn't get, he would probably wouldn't get a start for Scotland anyway. Not right now, Mark, I was going to say that, um, yeah. I'm assuming that he's, you know, the Steve Clark wants him for good reason. Are you a cynic when it comes to this situation? Is he, he's just injured, he's just away up the road and he'll be back in the next one? Or... I believe that. Yeah? I believe that. I, I don't believe he would He would go through the whole rigmarole of joining up with the squad and coming away and then have a change of heart and say, you know what, I'm going to hedge my bets here for England. If he, if he didn't want to join Scotland, you would think he would be well advised, like, just park that and something else will come along. But I was going to say the same as you there, Gordon. He certainly wouldn't get in the side just now, as Nadim's saying. But who knows where this kid will go if he continues to play in the Premier League for a huge club like Newcastle. It's not long before you then become the big star and all of a sudden Steve Clark has to find a way to get you in the side. You know, you look at Gilmore and you look at McTominay and McGregor, you know, all doing great at the minute. But form... You know, his temporary can come and go and if Anderson keeps going the way he's going, then he could be the one that takes the place. But I think he'll still be there for yeah, selection. I mean, he's, he's eight years younger than John McGinn, mm. um, who must be a similar story then with Callum McGregor, maybe even a touch more, uh, Gordon. So it's definitely one for the future. Are you as, are you as understanding as your colleague here? Yeah. Or do you think there is, is there something... No, I'm the same boat as Mark. Um, and I obviously listen to Steve Clark. I like Steve Clark's attitude. Basically, listen, he wants a boy... He's 20 years of age. He's going to be a, a starless lad. Terrific footballer. He's there to get the, the experience round about the Scotland um, squad. He's obviously picked up an injury. He's been back down the road. That happens in football, unfortunately, for him. 
But I think Steve Clark... He, he, just, he just went home. Yeah. Basically, that's what you do. You just down the road. Um, I, but I think Steve Clark's in the sort of attitude. Look, yeah, we'd love to have him on board, but look at the squad we've got. I think Steve Clark's got a bigger headache trying to get the right 11 on the pitch tomorrow night. He's got that much quality. Do we want more quality? Of course we do. Of course we do, especially at that age. I'm with Mark. I think the lad will be back in the next squad and he'll go from there. And having the quality like him about, Taz is right, pushes guys like McGregor, McTominay, McGinn to keep their performance levels up. If they know they've got guys eight years younger than them willing to take their place if they outperform them in training, then we get the best of the guys that we're used to seeing at the minute. So it all feeds in quite nicely to Steve Clark's plan that he's picking these younger players to come in and challenge what when he took over were younger players at the time so it's the way it has to be international football it's a cutthroat business um, and I think Anderson will be back in the next squad yeah we do have players in some good places at the moment Nadim don't we we certainly do Gordon um, just going back to what, what you were saying about, about the fact that he's injured and he's gone home I'm, I'm not disputing that I just think because he's first call up and to be part of the international setup, it's happened before where, where boys have, mm-hmm. have got injured but still stayed with the squad, you know, just to get that experience and soak up the atmosphere. Um, so so why, why would that not be the case? Why would they not stay with the squad, you know, and, and, and soak up that? But, yeah, you're right. We've got some great players um, throughout our squad and I think, well, absolutely. I think we'll, we'll give Cyprus a bit of a, a going over uh, tomorrow night and um, hopefully next Tuesday we'll, we'll, have, we'll have qualified and, and, and the way to Germany. Absolutely. I, I get where the team's coming from, Mark, and maybe that can be the case sometimes. But an away game, Cyprus, yeah. he pulled out before the squad flew out. So it's not like he, it's not like he, he flew home. He was still here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It feels like if you, and especially with Newcastle wanting to look after him. That's it. They pull rank. It's not a holiday camp where guys can just say, oh, Cyprus, I tell you what, I'll come and sit in the beach and I'll get treatment for the Scotland physios. Scotland oh. physios have to concentrate on the players that are fit and ready to go there. Newcastle will want him back. To, to get them fit for their games coming up so probably in these situations you don't get much a choice you get dictated to you're not fit to play you're staying behind and you're back to your club Thank you Nadim let's bring in John and Knightswood see what's on his mind John Yeah well just tell me about Mark Wilson he's, I don't know what he's doing with Scotland but he's got to kind of curb his enthusiasm a bit but I'm not there yet I remember Iran in 78 so I'd never count my chickens until they're, they're there they're hatched that's it. We are, right. as a nation, we are scarred. Yeah. Calm down. Calm you're not down, remembering John. Your you're not 70. bringing me. No, that's, uh, fortunately, I wasn't. I wasn't alive in '78. But um, no, I'm not calming down, John. I'm. I'm I, you know what? Because I've been, I've been down in the dumps enough with Scotland through my life. I'm. I'm quite enjoying. And that was just trying the, to get on the pitch. That for was a second me. <laughs> It's one more than us I'm, I'm riding the crest in a wave John I'm going to be optimistic I'm, uh, oh, Hold on Are you saying we're not going to beat Cyprus Tomorrow then? No I'm hoping we do I so ma But do you but believe John, we will? John saying don't I never, count I your I never put them on my curtain Because I don't <laughs> want to jinx them uh, Don't count <laughs> your chickens before they cross the road Bet in Cyprus responsibly yeah, I uh, hedge your bets so you're too you're young, saying, Mark. You're, you're I mean, just too God, young. Uh, Gordon Dell, like myself. You know what I mean? We remember John these Dale. things, you know. Do you remember Iran, 78? Oh, yeah. I remember a lot of times. I mean, Iran had, Iran had to score an OG for us to get a point. You know what I mean? But this, but, is, but it. this, this is, is life as a Scotland fan because with the best will in the world, it has literally no re- relevance for tomorrow. Mm. But it's just proof that, well, bad things can happen, so they might happen again. 
Yeah. Is that, uh, is that uh, what we've got look, to? If you're if you're of John's vintage, yes, you can recall those bad times and when you're you were promised so much and then let down. We've all been there at that time. But um I just think it's different. I think they're started this campaign. Look at the goals they're scoring, look at the teams they're playing against, the confidence they're getting from that. They've got twelve points in the bag already. Scotland, even Scotland at their very worst years and years ago, they can't mess us up, Gordon. I'm with Mark. I'm positive. Mm. They're they're going to Germany, guaranteed. Even though and I'm not gonna I'm not trying to put the disaster scenario out there, but it's also we're in such a good spot that there is time. There would be time to say it was a draw, say it didn't go to plan tomorrow. That doesn't even mean that your your qualification hopes are over. In such a good position to start with. Yeah. Time to recover if things don't go to plan. But let's not let's not do Let's on not that uh, we don't want that. But by the way, how many times have years gone by? You know, similar to what John's saying is we've we've left it. I always remember George away. Was that the one that sticks in my head oh, that we so went there and yes. we we got beaten. There was no time left to recover. That was us. We were done. Well, it's not the case this time. We've started that well. But what makes it so satisfying is that Spain and Norway away games well, in there. Yeah. Ridiculous results when you think of what Scotland's produced over the years compared to that. It's, yeah, it's just that, a different place. So on, on paper, that's like what you're... You're kind of second and third hardest games of the group. Yeah, because yeah. in whatever order you want that. So Spain home and away. Of course. And not like Norway, and Norway away, away would yeah. be your sort of... And you're going, it's not even a depleted Norway side. You've got the main man there who who actually scores on the day and we still was good when they took him off though, wasn't mm, it? That oh, I, I know, great. <laughs> so hopefully he's not about for the, the return line. But is that the last game? Norway last at home? Game. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's done and dusted by then. What, yeah. I will, what I will say just quickly, Mark, is yeah, I'm so confident, I'm with you, but see tomorrow night, we've got to go and keep playing to that standard, keep working, keep the that that winning mentality about the players, but It'll be difficult. Any away game will be difficult. Cyprus mm-hmm. showed at Hamden that they're decent at times and they can cause you problems. So if they get and play their capabilities and the squad that they've got and, you know, what is at Steve Clark's disposal, I think they will get the job done tomorrow. Certainly do hope so. Thank you very much to John, even though he's put a big cloud over the full thing. John, hopefully it's a good night for you. 01419511025. Let me tell you about this before we go further. I'll tell you what, well done to our latest Make Me A Winner player, Liam. You could certainly get a wee trip to Larnaca on 56 grand, couldn't you? Oh, You'd make a good go of nice it over trip. there. He was up a ladder when his call came in, so he jumped down and ran to grab his phone. I'm glad he didn't answer it at the top of the ladder. Mm. Saying that, you were up higher than a ladder today. Yeah, you? I'd get down quicker. Uh, now, <laughs> we could make you the winner of £60,000 tomorrow when we make another call, but you obviously need to be in the draw. So text YES to 61025. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com and the online entries cost £2 as well. Or you can call 0330 and those calls are charged at a standard rate it's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition can be found online if you get the call this is the important bit if you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow Friday the 8th answer within 5 rings and say make me a winner straight away practice it make me a winner easy as that and it'll be £60,000 text yes to 61025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here It's 0141-951-1025 You're getting a lot of um, 
A lot of interesting feedback on Instagram there. I don't tend to check Instagram during the show. Too distracting. Not, not you know, mostly Me on Twitter Mark. for the football stuff. But because of your abseil today, uh, I, I hope there's no criticism. I decided to go on it. Uh, where are we? That Storm Athletics, a great work. We're all big fans uh, of mm. the show, especially the Dazzler. Don't know that's, that's, well done, Storm. Keep um, listening. I don't really like that. I'm with you. Um, Ryan Kearney <laughs> says he wasn't lying about the naked attraction comment on Tuesday. <sighs> Better move swiftly yeah. on beyond yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> it was impressive. And my favourite one was. Where was the one that was slagging your head? <laughs> My that head? sounds good. Mm. I uh, read that one. says, tell the Dazzler to get a darker hair dye in future. Big man's sitting there like a floodlight. <laughs> 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 I think old head. Don't burn, it's like no bad. Right, it is bright, like, when that light reflects off I it. I can't go uh, that way. Oh, I, I know it's radio for people, but... Pick your team for tomorrow. How are you fitting all those... Either in form or players that have done well for Scotland recently. How are you fitting them all into eleven? You talked to us? Sorry, it was because yeah. you were... No, no. <laughs> it's because he was looking at the screen That's there. I thought you had a caller. This is why we're nobody on else here. here. <laughs> this is why we're on Thanks here. For, thanks for reminding me. Okay, I'm going 4-3-3. Three, three. Oh, don't talk I'll much. go Gun. But it doesn't change his formation, does I'll he? go don't Gun. I'll go Hickey right back, Robertson left back, Henry and Tierney. Mr. Tierney's going into the centre yeah, of a back four. Yeah, so you've, we'll get you've bend the back three off. Yep. Right, um, okay. We will go McGregor, McTominay and Gilmore. Mixture of how you want to play that one sitter and two ahead, okay. Um, and then I'll go in front of them. I'll go John McGinn. I think Christie might play because he's done quite well. She Adams fit, fully fit, yeah. Adams up front. Is Christie in your team, yeah? Aye, yeah, right. Run that past me quickly again, just quick. Hickey Henry, Tierney Robertson, mm -hmm. McGregor, McTominay, Gilmore. Then I'll go Christy McGinn Adams. Okay. So you're needing your word for those fullbacks. Yeah, fullbacks okay. will be up and down all day. I don't hate it. Mm, you'll love this. Poor Lyndon Dykes, so I mean, what a job he did in the last. He did do well. In he Norway. Did, I know. Yeah. I think Adams is a better player all round. I, I do agree, he's in my team as well, but I'm going with Gunn and goals. I'm sticking Brave, with, yeah, good on I'm, you. I'm sticking with the back three, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> right, okay then. Because it's very hard. Portes. Hanley's fitted, I take it, yeah. Uh, is Hanley in the squad? Why is he that just squad? dropped out of my head? Anyway, carry on. Right, I'll and Tierney is a three. That. The two wing-backs will be Hickey and Robertson. My midfield three will be Gilmore, McGregor, McTominay, with McGinn, just off Adams. And Very defensive for a, a game against Cyprus. Yeah. So you're going three at the back when there's going to be one up I'm, for Cyprus. No, Han well, Hanley's not in that squad, by the way. Well, Henry, sorry. I've got so, Henry down there. So Henry, Porteous. And Tierney. And Tierney. You've got two guys from Tierney and Porteous that will step forward. Sure, okay. And play with the Listen, ball. As long as you can long. justify it. Yeah, yeah. Who's the fullbacks? Hickey and Robertson. Hickey and Robertson. Right. And then. My midfield, Gilmore, because I think he's in form with Brighton. You've Brilliant. seen that. McGregor, McTominay, speaks for itself. McGinn, just off Adams. I'm happy with Don't that. Don't mind that either. So the, the real only difference is Quite he's simple, he's yeah. putting in a, a centre half Portis instead of an attacker like I've put in Christie. So you you're at you playing I've, the front foot and he's ultra-cautious I, I know who we're up against and what kind of form we're in. He's went defensive, which might be the right I've way. I've not but gone I defensive. I've, I've gone with, in no, no, I've gone with a nice balance. I'm going with the formation that the Scotland manager knows his players are very comfortable with. He played that way against Norway. Right. He's playing. He plays with a back three, Mark. That's his preferred <laughs> um, system. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. I'm and he'll sure. play that tomorrow night. 
it's not defensive if you've got your centre backs, your right and your left, like Tierney. Tierney's joining the, in all over yeah, the place. Exactly. Okay. It causes a problem, overloads in the middle of the park. <laughs> now I know why you were at breaking, my friend. Oh, we're just about to bring in Jim and he's disappeared. Where's he gone? Let's get Jim back if we can. Uh, or if you want to keep your calls coming in, disagree with these two, surely. 01419511025. What you pointing at, Mark Wilson? I'm just seeing the, the Northern Ireland. Was that Northern Ireland team there, Conor? Mm-hmm. McMerriman. Yeah, starting mm. St Mirren. Yeah, started the season Great. well. Yeah, that's mm. it. That's all oh, I was pointing at. Okay. Conor Hazard on the bench, show. There's a name, a blast for the past. Let's bring in Jim, who's back. Hi, Jim. Hello there, how are you doing? Good, how are you? How are you feeling about tomorrow? Oh, I think we'll do an absolute job on the guys tomorrow. I think we're flawed, just far, far too strong. The team that uh, they built up and now has got hundreds and hundreds of confidence and they're playing as a unit. They, they're not, don't get me wrong, they're not the most talented I've ever seen in my life. They all play for each other, play in the 90 minutes and I think we'll just be too strong for them I love that I hope, I hope that's what Steve Clark says just before they go lads mm. listen you're not the most talented team I've ever seen but you're all <laughs> playing for each other um, I wonder if we actually are maybe quite talented now in certain areas yeah don't get, me, don't get me wrong we have got a lot of good talented players but uh, I think the, the team unit we've got to know is absolutely brilliant and I think they'll just have too much for Cyprus tomorrow I think we'll do a job on him I think we'll take about three or four off from tomorrow night don't get me wrong look, there is a bit in that in the sense like you take someone like like Lyndon Dykes what, what a job he's done mm. for Scotland You know, so probably sort of punches above his weight when it comes mm. to the contribution for, for Scotland so I get where Jim's coming from some of them speak for themselves Andy Robertson's Andy Robertson um, given that he doesn't really play much club football until last week you could say well Cairn Tierney's best stuff of recent times has to have come uh, for Scotland really Um and others that have stepped up, you know, people that even had question marks over them about whether they could, someone like Ryan Porteous or guys who've gone Hickey, in there. for instance, who yeah. I think he's been different class since he came in there. To be fair, Hickey's doing that though, isn't he, at club level yeah, as well, really? Yeah, because you've got <coughs> somebody like Patterson at Everton breathing down his neck. I, I, I agree with Jim the caller there about, you know, the, the togetherness is absolutely brilliant in a squad. You've got to admit that. But that doesn't win you games alone. You've still mm-hmm. got to have the talent. You've still got to have the players. You've got to have the the game knowledge. That team's full of it. It's full of good footballers, good defenders, good athletes that can go up and down the flanks like Robertson and Hickey. We're talking about uh, Dykes there. I've not even got him in my team. And I feel sorry for the fact that I, that, that shows you how, how big a job that Steve Clark's got. And I said at the top of the show, it's not just about pa- uh, picking hey, the starting eleven. Forget him. One of your favourites, Stu. Stu, I know, had a look, Stu played the last That time. shows you the strength. If you, it, it is a, a good way of measuring strength sometimes. If, mm. le, if left out tomorrow is Nathan Patterson, mm-hmm. Stuart Armstrong, Strong. Lewis Ferguson, Dykes, Dykes, and then maybe Ryan Christie, for one of you had Christie out, Me, didn't you? He had, I had Christie in, um, yeah. You've got him out. You know, somebody must have... Ryan Jack, for instance, was Ryan another Jack one left out. Someone must have... Um, that I looked at there as well. Do you have Ryan Porteous left out? I, I left Portis out done yeah. so well in the last game so yeah and you've got to say guys like Ferguson uh, they're playing scored against Juventus last week <laughs> exactly so playing well just now him exactly he must be Elliot he, Anderson then he must be gutted mm-hmm. that when he looks at the list of midfielders ahead of him you know at a time to come into the Scotland side he's got so much talent ahead of him and he's doing all he can over there but that's the way really an international team should be it's just we've never been used to it for about 20 odd years that we don't get Real competition for places. Now we find ourselves, we're there. Who could forget? Kenny McLean. 
hero of Oslo. I'll tell you something, Gone. We could go to the end of the show and people come on here. I don't think anybody will agree with Mark's team or my team. They'll have their own teams. I'll tell them what you think. Is that is that the case? So one four one nine five one one zero two five. So you've got Germany. You've got it circled in the calendar, Jim. Yeah. Yep, I've got that circled right in the calendar right now. <laughs> no doubt about it. It's getting done. No, it's getting no doubt about it. That's done and dusted. That's that's a that's a given. Okay, I like your confidence. Thank you very much to Jim. Do you want me to do you want me to round off the first hour with some uh, gentle poetry? Oh no, it's no creek. Oh, yeah, curious creatures has been on inspired by your. Absale. So, uh, mm. by the looks of my, a lot of people have been looking at that Instagram story that I put up of you. Um, and Curious <laughs> says, The face of utter terror as Daz began to climb, he knew he'd be the victim of another witty rhyme. The trousers he selected, a little suspect, some would say, because it meant the mini Dazzler and his two pals came out to play. <laughs> Which takes us up nicely to time for this. It was an astonishingly thing, Harness, I must admit. If you want to play Beat the Pundit, now is your time to call. You have to phone before 7 o'clock. You dial 0141-951-1025 and it could be you taking on Gordon DL or Mark Wilson at Beat the Pundit next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Play one super scoreboard. Gordon DL is here. He's still he's okay. He's looking a bit better. A bit of colour returned to his face after the abseil earlier. Mark Wilson still alongside him and both waiting for you to get in touch. A bit of discussion about the Scotland game coming up tomorrow. We heard from Steve Clark. We heard from Andy Robertson. These two have picked their team. But I wonder if you would agree or disagree. Who would you go for uh, tomorrow? Do let us know. And this might be a good time as well. If you do think I'd rather just talk about domestic football and come up with a point that's all of your own please do it give us a call right now and we will play this first beat the pundit with the scottish sun for the best football news and opinion online the scottish football right beat the pundit time it's been a bad week for the listeners i have to say it's three out of three for the pundits which is not ideal never like that type of run uh, however, Mark Wilson mm. has lost his last three in a row. Is that three in a row? Yeah. Is that really? You're having oh. the nightmare. That's no good. That's it. Apparently so. One on Tuesday again. I'm just. I'm holding us together. You're Come on. In a match. Yeah. 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 Okay. And please. It's incredible. All right. Let's bring in uh, Laurie, who's on the line. Hi, Laurie. Hello there. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? More importantly. I'm okay. Thanks, Gordon. I'm all right. Good. Ever played before? Never. Nah, listen, these two. Mm. I'm well, they'll, clever. they'll go easy on you, but yeah. they, they have no other setting, so you'll be fine. Heads, it will be Mark. Tails, it will be Gordon DL. And it's Tails. Good. It's really good news because he was a lot. He was a lost. He's been mm. terrible. Laurie does sound smart. You mm-hmm. can just usually tell with people's yeah. voices. Good news for Laurie. Saying that, I'm six pun later. Mm. I'm in for oh, it after tonight. your abseil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All um, the best, Laurie. Right, all the best. Don't panic and pass quickly if you don't know the answer. You see, that's my bit. All I right, say that. So. Right, let's give Gordon DL some greatest hits radio to listen to. Um, right, Laurie, 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can. And as he says, if you don't know the answer, you can pass and move on, OK? Thanks. Right, let's do it then. Your time starts now. Which Scottish Premiership club is the oldest in the league? Rangers. Uh, who scored two goals the last time Scotland played Cyprus? McTominay. 
Lee Griffiths currently plays football in which country? Australia. Who's the only team in Scotland who've not got a point yet? True or false, Forfar Station Park is actually 14 miles away from the nearest train station. True. Who were the last team to score against Scotland men's team? Spain. Okay, let's bring back Gordon. Can you hear us? You ready? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Good, same set of questions. What are you more terrified of, this beat the pundit defeat that you might be about to face or the abseil earlier? Oh, the abseil. All day long. 30 seconds I don't think you'll do well here. No? No. Tough. Ready? Your time starts now. Which Scottish Premiership club is the oldest in the division? Uh, Celtic. Who scored two goals the last time Scotland played Cyprus? McTominay. Lee Griffiths is currently playing football in which country? Australia. Who's the only team in Scotland who's not got a point yet? Uh, um, Edinburgh FC. True or false, Forfar Station Park is actually 14 miles away from the nearest train station. True. Who were the last team to score against Scotland men's team? Norway. Laurie, he sounded surprisingly good there, didn't he? Uh, he did. I didn't quite pick up his last answer. I said Nor- Norway, mm. Norway, if it comes to you. Okay, let's find out. Let's, score, let's find out. <laughs> Who, hold on, because you didn't, you didn't start great. The oldest team in the league. What did you say, Celtic? Yeah, I mean, do you not remember Mother Motherwell's is even before that, isn't it? When it's not Motherwell either. No, right, okay. Kilmarnock, eighteen sixty nine. Nah, no. If, if Laurie gets that, no, I'll take that ball to myself. Either. Who scored two goals the last time we played Cyprus? It was Scott McTominay. You both got it. You both got Lee Griffiths mm. in Australia. How on earth did you get this next one right? Or are we giving him it? He said Edinburgh FC. Oh come on That's Seriously. a good shout I would No they were called that. FC Edinburgh recently Yeah I would give them that Edinburgh City They went yeah. back to Edinburgh City Well Edinburgh City FC We give them it I would it's I'm harsh on them But it's a good uh, answer It's such a good shout where, where have you pulled that from I've no idea I'm just... not getting that in a... So is that, was that a guess A total guess So you had 42 teams to guess <laughs> a total from Total guess Get to the casino the a, night. A, a total guess <laughs> that A total guess I've got to be honest I'm not taking any credit for that Total guess That's incredible then That's even more impressive yeah. in a weird way oh, right, Laurie okay. what chance have you got if he's producing guesses like that oh, go- I can't no no chance he goes one in front uh, true <laughs> or false Forford Station Park is actually 14 miles away from the nearest station it is indeed you both got it so he stays one up and he even had time to stretch it because See, Norway, Norway is Norway. correct no, Laurie oh. you just you just met a man in form there's not much you can do about that is there no, no, no. Nah, you can't, well Laurie. Well Thank done. you, Laurie, Laurie, Laurie. Oi, oi, oi. Unlucky, my friend. <laughs> nah, I like Laurie. I like Laurie's style. Yeah. A nice I'm, not got to, I'm not going to criticise him. He came on mm. here, he gave me a good game. Unfortunately, he wasn't good enough, but he lives to fight another day. Laurie, what about your team? You're a Celtic fan. You'll be happy this week. Is that an understatement? Definitely, aye. Brilliant. I wasn't expecting a win, but, but there you go. It was a good, a good, great result. Do these fixtures help me understand the sort of emotional bit that comes from both fan bases? Does it does that flip everything on its head? Because you said you know you weren't you weren't confident, so you were in a a bad place with Celtic, if you like, before the game. Is everything fixed? Is that the way these games work, or is there still a lot of progress to be made? No, I don't. I don't think. Well, I mean, obviously the, the Johnston game uh, was 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 a, was a bad result and a poor performance, but. 
Um, it certainly, it certainly fixed a lot of the stuff, but we'll, we'll see how we go. And there's, there's a lot of things positive moving forward, Champions League pro and whatnot. Magic these games, Mark. Well, as but I think within the game, Celtic played a lot better than they had done in previous weeks, anyway. Especially the first half, the second half they just had to dig in, but. Funny how like a home game against St Johnson just still sticks in supporters' heads because it was it. it was so glaring. The performance was so so poor, but this does or the victory at Ibrox does go a long way to putting you on the right path. You know, gives you a bit more grace for the supporters. If it was the opposite way around, if it was one 0 Rangers, then it would have been a whole host of different calls we took this week. But Brendan Rodgers can go away in his holidays and and put his feet up and relax a bit. Uh, Known that the Celtic supporters are the happiest lot this week, but it just goes to show you the, the power of these games. You go away to your greatest rivals and win, then you get a lot of goodwill in the tank for the weeks to come. Um, yeah, take all that on board. But if I was a Celtic fan, I'd be looking at the start of the season thinking there's still a massive improvement, and I'm sure Brendan Rodgers knows that. Yes, um, whoever loses that game comes under pressure. Fortunately enough for Brendan Rodgers, he won the game. It's Michael Beale that's coming under a little bit of pressure from his own supporters. That's just the nature of the beast when it comes to Rangers Celtic games. Um, but I've not been overly impressed with Celtic, I've got to say. Um, I think there's still a bit of work to be done there and I'm sure that they'll be working very hard to make sure when they come back for the international break, they're really off and running. Thank you to Laurie on Beat the Pundit. So it was a valiant effort But listen He just came up against A man in form it's good, isn't it? You've good got literally no chance If you're producing Those types of guesses I, I, I don't know where what I got you that? that I've no idea I've no idea I just You don't even know Anything about Who's manager Edinburgh uh, No idea you don't know <laughs> Where what, do they play, what league do they play Apart from Edinburgh They play in the third The what The, 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 the second The second Which means championship years. First division Second division League two, you mean? League two. No, but they don't. But they'll get promoted last year to League One <laughs> and they're now a good League One side. This is making it even more extraordinary, the guess. Sensational, honestly. It's just a blank light in your face. I've seen a lot of your facials. Do you know something? I, 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 just, I just thought of a team that probably, a, a low team, I'm not being disrespectful, but just like, say, I, the first thing that came into my head was probably Albion Rovers and then I realised they weren't in the leagues. But, yeah, I don't, Right, don't pick them. And then I went in, but I just as a guess. But look, sometimes a lucky guess is as good as a any guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst saying ever. I was wondering where you were going with that. Lucky, lucky guess, guess is good as any. Yeah, guess. that's, that's not, not a great guess. statement, no. is it? It's as good as I'm giving tonight. It's not going to catch on, I don't think. Um, <laughs> I like your sayings when you just make them up the spot. Dreadful, really. 01419511025. Get involved in the discussion, please. That's what Josh has done. How's it going, Josh? How are we doing, lads? You all right? Not bad. Where are you tonight? You're from Irvine, but you tend to follow Scotland around the place. Where are you? No, I'm, I'm nowhere. I'm, I don't, I've not lived in uh, Irvine for ages. Oh, uh, right. I, just, I, I live in Battlefield. That's uh, near Irvine. It says Irvine on my screen. You just moved uh, to get closer to Hamden, didn't you? Uh, no, it's, it's absolutely magic on home games, by the way. Uh, no, but uh, I'm more insight with this thing, guys, because funny, I mean, at the start of the fixtures, when we looked at the, the kind of list and we decided what games we were going to go to, we didn't actually think this would be one that was of too much importance True. in terms of, do you know what I mean? Because it was right in the middle. But um, no, I wanted to ask the guys um, a, a question that was posed to me the other day. So you have two options. 
what one one you can beat Cyprus on Friday, guarantee three points, and lose against England on Tuesday. Mm. Or option B is you get a point against Cyprus, but you're guaranteed to beat England on Tuesday. Oh, I do like it. I like the question. Mm. Beat Cyprus for me. You yeah. sure? Aye. I said I'd like to beat England as much as anybody and all the superstars they have and the arrogance that comes with our game but uh, you need to put that to one side when we've no we've no you know regular qualifiers for tournaments we need to, I said at the start of the show we need to concentrate on the series business I know and the series business is qualification are, Josh you, are you option A? no I'm just uh, listen it's, like, it's just you've got to assess both sides of the argument Josh it's, you know you get a point against Cyprus you're still in pretty good mm-hmm. nick to qualify and you beat England which will make it a terrific four days um, I'm what, what if we're talking four nil would you take does no, that swing no, you at all no, I'm in beat England four yeah. nil you know what I mean? If it's a really good victory, would it change your mind? No, no, I said no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking by Josh, the qualification. What, what's your verdict, Josh? These two are too serious tonight. No, no. I mean, I'm totally with the guys. Uh, I mean, t- to be honest, yeah, it's, it's going to be about pragmatism and getting the qualification, even though we're only kind of two percent unlikely to to qualify or whatever it is. It's going to be about pragmatism, and, and the thing is, anyway, I'm not really bothered about beating some, you know, rubbish wee pinpot uh, league B uh, team in England. <laughs> You know, so um, I'm quite happy to, to go out through the business against Cyprus and then um, give that wee team that, that we uh, day at Hamden on Tuesday. We should. I was going to say we should be serious about it, but that obviously Josh was part serious, part having a wee kick, mm. which is fine. I think we don't mind that. Um, Why not just beat the two of them? Yeah, exactly. Um, it could be a strange. That could be a strange night on Tuesday then, where Scotland can qualify whilst play England. Mm. Let's say Josh doesn't get his his wish and. Scotland lose on Tuesday but still qualify Qualify. or the real dream scenario as you say win them both Both. and and it could be a good night on Tuesday so um, I suppose that's what that's what the the next couple of days is is all about well get the serious stuff out of the way which I think we will do but England by the way the way we're playing the way we're playing at home the players the form they're in with our club teams get every chance against England yeah and if we go in off the back of a good result with that kind of great mentality, that great feeling that will fall winning against Cyprus, then we'll be a, a different Scotland through even the point that we got at Hamden. Yeah. You know, full optimism. I still wouldn't on, mind if you know, like Jude Bellingham and that decided just to take the night off. And yeah. and then because we are good, that's the uh, thing. He's we in can some mix form it, but it would still be nice just to just oh, leave him. Just unreal. Stay up the road. What a what a sign, and that's been for Real Madrid. It's yeah, but we speaking to them. Do you see their pitch? A new pitch. Oh my goodness! Get a no, retractable no. pitch. You seen that? No. no See, that's no. the difference for your day to this day. Mm. Just, you, you were playing in cow fields and there. Josh, what sort of? How scared. are you fitting all these good players in tomorrow, Josh? Um, to be honest, I, I actually, I mean, just on what uh, the mushroom was saying there, actually, I agree with him. Um, I mean, I think. Um, on, uh, on on Tuesday with every uh, you know how good we're playing and how good the team is we've got every chance of beating England um, but uh, I, I, I don't know I think I mean it's been the same team basically for the last three or four games hasn't it I mean literally the same team so um, I, I'd be happy to you know just go again with this team uh, go with the back three of, of, of Porteous and um, uh, Hendry and Tierney uh, and, and you know the rest of the same because I, don't, I think if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it and well, there's other guys that um, are doing really well, you know, Lewis Ferguson and Atlee and, 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 and all the other kind of, um, you know, Parsons doing well at Everton, etc. Um, I just think it's it's hard to, to change a winning formula and I don't think that Clark will. Um, 
But I mean, it's it's you get headaches all over the pitch, and that's a good thing to have. Um, Particularly, one thing that um, I was talking to my friends about the other day was was at centre back. It just it seems as if we're class at centre back now. Mm. We've got so many different options of quality right through the pitch. We even. You know, I mean, even six or seven years ago, we were we were playing Russell Martin and a, a young Grant Hanley at centre back, and it was terrible. So, I mean, we just get class all over the pitch. Yeah, Josh is right. I didn't realise I checked that I didn't realise the defensive line had been so consistent. There has been an odd change. So, if you take Spain in the last three games, if you like, so you take the Spain game, it is you know, um, well, in fact, no, because then Grant Hanley played that one, um, and then by the next one, he's dropped out, and Hendry and Portes are in. Um, and then the that was Norway. Then the Georgia game, which is the most recent one, uh, Billy Gilmore started that um, when he hadn't started the previous ones. And and now like she Adams wasn't available then, and now he is. Josh, so I, I know what you're saying, but is that is that not quite tempting to put him in? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if she's ha- having the best season, but but now well, he, start, he started the season well for Southampton, I think. Right. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. Um, I, but I know Lyndon hasn't played a lot of football either. Um, so I mean, maybe, maybe he does come in. I mean, the thing about the thing about Cyprus is that you, you know, I mean, I don't think there's any need to make changes. But at the same time, I don't think there's any risk in making changes because you know, with the best, you know, all respect to them, but it is Cyprus and the way that we are playing right now. We should be able to just put kind of any eleven out of our squad on. And go and uh, do the business against them, and then hopefully on Tuesday, you know, come ten o'clock or whatever, um, you know, we'll all be buzzing. Yeah, look, because this the notion of an unchanged team, Gordon, means way more at club level when you're playing week to week. You don't necessarily count changes if you're months apart and in fixture, but it could well be. You know, we're going back to the twentieth of June for the last game. So you know, two and a half months. Gunn, Hickey, Robertson, Tierney, Henry, Porteous, McTominay, McGinn, McGregor, Gilmore, Dykes could very well. Mm-hmm. Play wouldn't be surprised. Um, Mark and I have both got Adams in, but Dykes has been playing very well for Scotland, leading the line brilliantly. Gordon, so he might just show that faith because uh, Steve Clark strikes me as the kind that you know he'll have a chat with the players and say, "Look, there's great competition here, but go and go and claim the jersey, and I'll keep playing you as long as." You're playing well and, and doing the business and you can't say anything against Dykes. He's been terrific lately. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Look, am I going to be disappointed? No. If I look at the two players, I think Adams is slightly a better player than Dykes, an all-round player. But it's all about the team and the way that Steve Clark's got to set his stall out uh, tomorrow night, the tactics. He might use Dykes a little bit more, maybe just that longer ball for McGinn to go and feed off early or use it late in the game. Adams is a great sub to come on if he is on the bench. So I just think there's plenty of options there. But I think the majority of that team you read there, Gordon, will certainly be the same tomorrow night. But I think he'll assess the opposition. You know, the difference between my back four uh, and Daz's back three, I think, is is huge. <laughs> I, I, I do because if you're if you're coming up against a Cyprus team, maybe one up front, you really want a more attack-minded player in there instead of a third centre half. Albeit that Daz says mm. Portis Tierney can step in, and Tierney overlaps. But and saying that, you would still want a Ryan Christie or a Stuart Armstrong at the top end of the pitch creating against the poorer sides in this group than you would a centre half try to dictate play. We've got enough players for me. And that's sent to the pitch to get a hold of the ball. Right, okay then. But is on 
difficulty level on paper, roughly a home game against Georgia and a away game against Cyprus, are they similar? Um, I mean, even roughly, play my game. Say yeah, come on. Just say yes. I'm not going to say yeah. I think there's still a huge difference between Georgia and Cyprus in terms of... I think Georgia was a dangerous game for us. I think they've got yeah, good players that, that could home. punish you. I, I still do think that. I know the rain played a part in that. How much of the ball did we have that night? I'll, I'll well, finish. We're very good though. But that's but, what I'm saying. I, the, but, my, no, my point was though, they played the back three that night. But that's what I'm saying. I think Steve Clark assessed that Georgia could potentially hurt them if they if they committed too many bodies yeah. forward. I think with Cyprus, we saw them at Hamden. We know their record. I don't think you're going to get that. I, I really don't. Steve, I could be wrong. Steve Clark. Steve Clark is a stick on to play a back three tomorrow night. Stick on. Uh, thank you very much to Josh on the line. It's 0141 <laughs> Good time to call. We'll try and get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. You can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter, so keep your contact coming, please. It's always nice to hear from you. Um, we're going to get the guys a nice full-time teaser in just a second, but I'll, uh, I'll give you the nod because I think there's a couple more that I want to add to your list. See, a last-minute stewards mm. inquiry. Do you like that? Um, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Alan, for instance, has sent me his team for Scotland tomorrow, which, which looks good. It looks like a... Good team, and then you go. Well, Scott, it's not got Scott McTominay in it, mm. who's not playing for Man United. But we've had this discussion before. Was it four goals in his last couple of internationals? Could you possibly? No, he'll be in it tomorrow. Right, right. That's no, that's that's bonkers. I mean, you think McTominay? Okay, take it that he's not played a lot of club football, but when he pulls on the Scotland shirt, he, he certainly shows up, and he's been such a big player throughout this yeah. campaign that I'd be amazed if he's not in that starting. Lineup, and he went into those games not playing a lot of football yeah. either. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's played even less now, possibly. But he did, didn't he? The last time, yeah, he's a, he's a big player for Scotland. Um, I know the the argument about he's not played a lot of football, but he will he will definitely be a starter fit tomorrow night. Goes to show where we are because remember we relied heavily on him to play that right centre back role for so long and throughout the Euros and stuff like that because he was so good on the ball. Daz is right um, about the centre half positions. We're so strong in there just now. You know, got quite a lot of pace in there that we can utilise McTominay and his natural position. We get the best at him. Goals. He's not a goal store, not known for his goals, but he certainly scores a few when he comes along with us. So I'm hoping he's in there tomorrow along with McGregor and Gilmore. We can control loads of the ball and we'll get a real attacking threat to our side. Yeah, I think um, I think whoever he puts out, I've got total confidence. Uh, it's competition for places, but um, I just think Steve Clark will know going forward. Tomorrow night, the team against Cyprus, who will get the job done? I've got every confidence in the manager. We've got to say that as well. I think the manager's doing a terrific job. Come in for a bit of criticism early in his Scotland career, but he's certainly changed the minds of all the doubters, and he's got to be applauded for that. And uh, I am very confident tomorrow night we'll get the job done. Uh, right, OK, let's set up your full-time teaser question then. Mm. The 
full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Teaming up with you for fast turnarounds and competitive prices. Hey, don't forget you can submit your questions and hear them used in the show. Full-time at Clyde1.com. That is the address that you need. So thank you to Grant McIver who sent this one in. It might be McIver. I think I've had this... Uh, worry before but there we go um, it's a good question in light of the recent Ballon d'Or nominations can you name the last eight Scotsmen who have been nominated for the awards now obviously we might go back a bit here uh, can you name the last eight Scotsmen to be nominated for the Ballon d'Or McCoyst I thought you were going to say McTominay there for some reason mm. McCoyst uh, yes in 87 I think Gordon 87 was it I thought it was when he won. 1987. I think so. It doesn't matter. Like he's he's on the list. Um, Law. Law. Yeah, he's got to be in there. Douglas. No. Douglas. Oh, he's not in the yes. last eight, is he? Right. Douglas. Um, he Hansen. Was... Uh, no. Sunis. Yes. Okay, we'll leave it there. So, what have you got, Douglas? Sunis and McCoy. And McCoy. That's three of eight. So we'll give you to the end of the show. Uh, and it's full time at Clyde1.com That is the address you need If you're watching on the live stream You can see the question up there on the screen as well Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson are now going to stare at it aimlessly mm. For the next what are we, half an hour or so uh, Let's bring in John and Johnston How's it going John? Hi there, hi guys Hi Mark uh, and uh, Gordon Gordon uh, Alright Yeah fine, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Um, I've been watching the show uh, as I usually do And uh, I just want to say that obviously with Scotland from the precipice of uh, qualifying uh, and we hope to do um, that my lap, obviously the Euros the last time we get through in penalties we didn't score a goal and we get through in penalties previous to that I was 18 years old in 1998 my first flat and my girlfriend at the time Watching the games, the World Cup, thinking this is absolutely brilliant. I didn't think it was going to take another 20, 21 years for Scotland to qualify again. We have a, a team right now, and I believe, I say to the producer, we've got a small window here with these players that can get to the Euros, maybe get the World Cup, and eventually and get out of a group as well. I don't think we can stretch it further than that right now, but... In the next two or three big major tournaments, I think we've got a fantastic chance to do something really, really good. Mark, what do you make of it? I think John's got a good point. Um, I think we are at a level now that the big games in this group alone shows that we can progress, obviously, to the tournament first. But if you get the right draw, it's always about the right draw when you get there. Getting ahead of ourselves now because I've, I've got to earn Germany. But say we get there and we get the right draw, there's no reason why we can't get out of a group and progress with these players who are playing in the, yeah, in the Premier League. Like mm, and, and, we've now. got players playing in Italy. You know, we've got a a real mix in our squad, different experiences within there that would all contribute to his going further in tournaments. The blueprint's got to be teams like like Iceland and Wales in recent years and Minnows who have got small populations. But when it gets to a tournament show that if you mm. get a real close squad with a few good match winners then there's every chance well, no one's in last chance saloon exactly Gordon but uh, you know Callum McGregor's 30 um, Andy Robertson's 29 I think John McGinn 28 McTominay 26 so they're a, a good age mm -hmm. 
and is I think the, the perfect phrase that John uses is, is a window. Now, like I say, it's mm-hmm. not this is not last chance, but not loads and loads of tournaments left would be. You're not yeah. talking to you know, like five or six tournaments. Yeah, left. for the lads that you're talking about, obviously, and they're key players, the experienced ones, but. The way Steve Clark's going about, look at the fact that we could have had Anderson in the squad to... Um, oh, look at Ben Doak and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Ben yeah. Dokes and all. So there, there's, a, there's a progression coming. There's um, obviously um, the younger players are coming through now into the Scotland. And I think Steve Clark, quite rightly so, is probably looking at the future as well. Trying to add them in, you'll get a bit of experience introducing them to squads. Um, I think we're in good place. I know what uh, John's talking about the fact that the more mature, experienced players they've not got a lot of tournaments mm. left in them. Um, I, I certainly think that these guys will be going to Germany. I've no doubt in that, and I won't change my mind. Um, how are we going to do in Germany? I think we've just well, got let's to deal with that. So yeah, down I the think line. we've got to be um, careful with that. John, do you think so? It's pe- is it peak time for a, a number of these players? Uh, to be honest, uh, um, I'm actually not going about the age. I'm just saying right now we have a, an opportunity because we all know that France had to regenerate their squad. Spain done that and they, they weren't featuring tournaments for years and years. We don't have that luxury. But what we have right now is a group of players that could, and let's face it, next year is the Euros, two years' time. Now, these guys that we're talking about, McGregor's and all that, They'll be okay for two years' time. That's a World mm-hmm. Cup. We need to take advantage of what we've got right now. And and Steve Clark was he got his uh, his contract extension after a defeat, and people were claiming, "Oh, this isn't the guy for us." And look where we are now. We need to embrace it. We need to accept it. We need to take it, and hopefully, more come on the back of that. More players come on the back of that and want to play Scotland and deliver. I like it. I like your confidence, John. Let's go to Sean, who's in Greenock. Hi, Sean. Hi, Ian. Hi, James. Can you see me? I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you very much for having me on, gentlemen. I was saying to your producer, I pretty much agree with Gordon Bier in regards to his uh, Scotland team pick mm-hmm. for tomorrow. Um, I think Shea Adams coming in instead of Dykes. He's just bringing a lot more to football at the minute than what Dykes is. Um, and essentially, I was saying to your producer, I think tomorrow takes care of itself. But I th- come Tuesday when we play England, this England team is for the superstars, young rising stars as well. So I think it'll be a travesty if the English team don't win a major tournament. I think it's a great chance for Scotland to come up and test themselves against them. Oh, listen, we'll let them worry about that um, in the future. Uh, Sean, what about the... The, the Dykes point though I take I take your point and I think most people would sort of edge towards Shea Adams being a better player if you like but I mean only only recently you think how important Lyndon Dykes has been that game in Norway and he's he's the one that scores the equaliser um, you look at the shift that he put in against Spain uh, you know the shift that, that he's put in in some of these games before is, is it not tempting to lean on that? He's not a bad fallback option. He's been very pivotal for Scotland in the last year or so with Lyndon Dykes, so it's no down talk on him whatsoever. I just think Shea Adams brings a lot more to our football team. Agree? I do agree. I think Shea Adams uh, is a better all-round player. I think he's got better attributes than Lyndon Dykes. Mm-hmm. However, I would then contradict that by saying I think Lyndon Dykes has maybe gave us more in a Scotland shirt than Shea Adams has. Okay. 
Um, I think back to it was at the game, the home game against Cyprus. Where remember it was that sticky afternoon. It was boring to watch, and all of a sudden <laughs> they swapped in fifty-eight minutes. Yeah, I actually think that was that not the is that when. Is that when She Adams' injury started, actually? I think so. I think it so was. So Dykes and Christie come on, I'm sure, and things just clicked into place, and we looked a better mm. side when I'm in the team. So Isn't I'm it? contradicting myself yeah. a wee bit because Adams, I think, I've got Adams in my team for tomorrow, but Dykes would feel hard done by well, being it, left it. Especially, Gordon, if you're to accept, is, is Spain the high point? Is that the high point of what Scotland have oh, done in mm. recent seasons? Dykes played that night. Mm-hmm. Um and he has started the last three, but granted, you know, she Adams wasn't available, so nice problem to have. Brilliant, brilliant problem. And if you manage it well, it's fine, and I'm sure it will be with the two players, whoever has been picked, because you can make such an importance coming off the bench. You can be an important player to that squad if if it's not gone right tomorrow night, for instance, which I don't expect it to happen. But if it's not gone right, you've always got one of those two players to come on, make a, a, a an instant impact, get you a goal or whatever. <sighs> Look, if Dykes is left out tomorrow night, if I was Dykes, I'd feel a little bit disappointed as well. I think he's added a lot to his game. I think he's he's brought so much to the team, as you read out there, Gordon. Uh, but I just look at Adams and I'm thinking, if I was going to play my strongest side, I think Adams is a better all-round player. Um. He's not played any of QPR's last three, though. I think that was certainly injury to begin with. I can't remember if he came back into the, the squad at all. I actually don't think he did, you know. Um, it's, it's odd as well that none of us that have might, got both of them playing in the might, same yeah, side. Which is possible. Because remember, was it back in the Euros? Is that my memory served me right? That we played two of them in the same team? And we continually went long, long, mm. long. And it just didn't work. It didn't. Look like it suited the team. Don't think we go anywhere. Don't think we progressed in any way. And Steve Clark has quickly been that idea. But you think Cyprus away, the kind of minnows of the group, would they go with just two out-and-out attackers and scrap my team and Daz's team? No. Exactly. No. Okay. In a, in a word. So <laughs> okay. you're, you're confident, though, Sean, either way? I'm, I am confident, but quietly confident. I don't like being overly confident like Mr Wilson has been tonight. Yeah, he's getting I carried away, so. isn't he? No, that is, must be the only show down, that yeah. I get shot down for being confident. See if I was on here being Negative. pessimistic, you'd be mm. on slaughter me for that as well, Sean. You need to calm down. Thank you, Sean and Greenock. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let me steal your pen. Oh, sorry, uh, just quick. Not sure. I'm just. You know, I'm the one that should apologise. Um, in light of the recent Ballon d'Or nominations, can you name the last eight Scotsmen who've been nominated for the award? You've given me. What have you got so far? Uh, we've got Alan McCoy's Kenny DeGleish and Graeme Souness. Uh-huh. Archie Gemmel? Yep. No, Four, Gordon, I'll take a guess from you. Uh, McCoy's was it with Mo Johnson one? No. Joe Jordan? No. Joe Jordan? I thought you would be a stick on. Joe Jordan. Um, you're looking for an odd. Strachan was not one. Bremner? Strachan is one. Is, is he? he? Yeah. I told you. All right, leave it there then, and we will get the rest of the answers, I hope, next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 
0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are still going strong in the studio here for another 15 minutes or so. So keep the calls and the tweets coming as well. A sensational amount of feedback on Instagram for your mm. abseil today, <laughs> honestly. What can we get you to do next? Aye, uh, let's think nah, of what we can. I've, I've, you have I've went out completed a skydive. Yeah. You have completed the abseil. We've done the, the zip, zip line. Yeah. The only I've I've got one more up my sleeve that you've not done yet that I did. You didn't bungee jump. I couldn't off the, I, the, the I, Titan so, crane. Oh, I, so one thing I couldn't do. But you've done the skydive. No, no, no. I couldn't. I couldn't do. It. I, I, she even got up there today, and I'm thinking, could you imagine this was a? I'm not getting off of there. I'm not getting off of there. There's no bungee jump. There's not a chance for the in the kids. World. Not for the I'd, kids. Listen, I love the kids. I'm here for them, but I think I've done my bit. I'm certainly no bungee. bungee Water spe- skiing, something like that. Sp- wakeboarding, something like that. Sp- get them, sp- get them wet. Sp- especially, with, especially as beak hitting the ground. There's no chance. <laughs> this is the last. La- drill. This is the last time we'll speak to you before your big outing at the weekend in the Masters. How oh, you feel? aye. Oh feeling God, fit? I'm feeling fit. I'm raring to go. Don't know if many other players would be abseiling off a crane two days before the game, but. Uh, mm. I'm looking forward to I'll tell you what, it's got a real, it's got a real play confident. one super scoreboard theme. So, the Celtic team, who's winning this, Gordon? Right, ready? Right. I'll quickly go through them. Go Celtic on. team, Doris De Vries in goals. Good goalie. Yeah, I'd say beat. Mark Wilson <laughs> and Kelvin Wilson yeah. in the back. The Wilson brothers. Simon Donnelly, one of ours. Joe, Joe Ledley and Chris Commons. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Burchill and Gary Hooper. Right, right okay. And that's the Celtic offering. Rangers offering to compare. Goalkeeper TBC. It could could be be anybody I think I know who it is But I better not give it away Do you? Yeah Not tell Tell us after this Uh, Alan Hutton and Morris Ross (sighs) Alan Hutton fits in Lee Mm. McCulloch Barry Ferguson Graham Dorans Mm -hmm. Chris Boyd Kenny Miller Is Dorans not still playing? They played Johnston Borough I think did they not? Yeah I can't be allowed Who's winning that game? Out of those two Oh Well Rangers will score goals But if you have a look at who's at the back True the Fries and Wilson Right and can you see The big two being upset By this Hibs team Or Hearts first right Right Hearts <laughs> Roddy McKenzie in goal uh-huh. Pascali Bruno And Andy Webster yeah. Ryan Stevenson Colin Cameron Oh he's as fat as anything We call him Mehdi Towle Oh. He's going to be busy, isn't he? He's going to be uh-huh. Step overs and Doing oh, the wing oh, Josie Katongo And Ian Black Oh, that's oh, that's not. That'll have good legs, energy in there. No, no great ability, but good, good oh, energy. Oh, he's the same age as you, is he not? Big, ah, bit good skill. Last but not he least, yeah, he's got good skill. Hibbs, right. Alan Combe. Oh, I used to play with Comer. Marvin Bartley. Oh, he'll have his <laughs> Queen of South Tracks. Oh, now you got to get him. He'll be fitter than the rest of you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, like we have gallon of water. Ian Murray. Mm. Oh, Ivan Sproul Oh he'll be a budge ball oh, Is Ivan Sproul in your team? Mm-hmm. Dean Shields Then a Grant Holt Colin Nish And Derek Riordan By the way that's physical up front oh, That's a Deke uh, uh, Deke will be shooting from the halfway line that's Smoking three, things That's, that's what he used to shout that's that's a, Smoke this in the top corner That's a three ball It's not going to move I'll tell you what I'm going <laughs> to go right? I'm going team. to go And we'll see him next week Right I will say hearts. <laughs> Seriously? Will come out winners. Yeah. Hearts? Yeah. Hi. Seriously? Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. I think they've got black. <laughs> right. black How much do you want to bet? Black. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Cash for kids. Please gamble responsibly. Uh, cash for kids. We'll have a coffee on it. I'll, I'll bet your hearts finish <laughs> above you. 
Not a chance. Guaranteed. I'm not sure. You're joking. I'm not sure. If Big Webster doesn't get injured in the warm up, right? Have you seen Mark Burchill recently? Burchill looks fitter now oh, than he did when Colin he played. Colin Cameron's Hooper. doing marathons. Ian Black will take a few out. What's he going to do? Run 26 mile run Brighton? Oh, yeah, round it, round the <laughs> There's circle. a ball involved. No. So he can run all around. Colin Cameron was a Scottish internationalist. What are you talking about? You're telling me he's running marathons. He's, What's that, He's as fit as. Anything. And that's a five good, year old. They're a good balance to that noise now. He's younger than you. Are you going? You want to come? When is it? Saturday night, bro. Yeah, doesn't it? Nah, it's on one. the TV. You can I wonder, do you honestly think my Saturday night's got to consist of sitting <laughs> down? I wonder what I'll watch tonight. Oh, I've got a good <laughs> idea. Stick on that TV. What are you going to do instead? He's got, a new app. he's got a new app on his phone he's got Oh he was telling us about that earlier wasn't he? His new app That's right That's probably not for this show I must admit um, David in Edinburgh Sorry David Carry on Take it away Gordon Good evening uh, I'm just phoning I tried to get on a Monday right uh, To speak about the game Now I'm not going over all ground What I will say is Good luck uh, For Scotland Tomorrow Mm-hmm. And also, I'll say that Michael Beal is a lucky man to still be in the job. Not because I don't like the man, because I think he's a smashing uh, person, but unfortunately, the Ibrox board have taken the easy option and not appointing a top manager. We have the money to get a top manager but we've decided, no, we'll get somebody that we already know, we trust them. But the problem is, we don't know whether we're playing association football or strictly come dancing. Well, listen, um, quite, quite slow. maybe that's what Gordon Dale could watch tomorrow, mm-hmm. a Saturday night, if he's about. I don't know if it's still on at this time of year, but, um, well, look, it's Thursday, and... The fallout from this game is still going, still David, and David tried to make his point earlier in the week, he said, but still, you know, Michael Beale's getting it in the neck. Is that understandable? Or? Yeah, yeah, and he will until, who's their next one, St Johnston, away. Uh, he's still got a bit of criticism. He's got a lot to prove to the Rangers supporters. Um, look, when Michael Beale came in at first, I wasn't too sure of the appointment, I've got to admit, right? But Rangers... Board of directors decided that's the way to go. He's a great coach. He's worked it before. The players know him. I've not seen any of that. But this is where I stop. I think it's too early to turn around and say Michael Beale's got to lose his job. They've just backed him with nine, ten players in the summer. He's lost a lot of good quality, a lot of good experience. The results in some of the performances have been really disappointing. I take that on board. But I think he's got to be given... An opportunity. Here's the thing, because this was kind of floated the other night, and I know that, that look, this is regardless of what you think about Rangers at Ibrooks on Sunday, and it's, this is still long odds. However, you say that tonight, mm. what would you say if Michael Beale lo- lost or even dropped points in just one more game, that away game at St Johnson? I, I think if he, he dropped points in St Johnson, he's out the door. So. You, you see what I mean? But, how, but, how can those two? It does not, feel like those two opinions that, coexist. Not, that's not my opinion. I still, I still would probably. Or you'd stick with him if you lost I would, the I would, I would run with Michael Beale for a little while yet. Yeah, yeah. Mark, but how long? Where does the line get drawn then? Because we're we're talking hypotheticals. If that happened, 
and you're well, saying well, it was still going to that game. Job. Huge favourites, and may well win it. Yeah. Um, then the the warning signs would have already been there. The point I'm getting to the 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 uproar for the fans is already there before you even get to that stage. So, what what difference does it make? I often wonder if Michael Beale's looking at this, thinking he's fortunate that the breaks came now because. If they did go into a game right away, which a lot of players and managers want to do to try and eradicate mm. that bas- bad performance, then if they just scraped over the line with a poor performance. But Rangers fans would still be... Yeah, but, but, right, right, yeah, but you, you, you've been at that level that we've never... Surely you guys have more belief in that and actually it's mm. the opposite because he would have had the chance to get a lot of this negativity away by just winning the next game quickly rather than two weeks for everyone to stew over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean is, if the next game came Saturday and it wasn't yeah, vintage, I, but they still won, I think the flak would still intensify. So the break be. maybe gives play. This week, it's been there. The calls have been coming in. Next week, I don't expect many calls. Maybe I'll be wrong leading up to the, the St. Johnson game. And it might be different. It might find the pressure off a wee bit rather than if he played just now and they won. That's if they won the game. And it wasn't impressive, and players were still underperforming. The Rangers fans would still yeah. be firing. I mean, that, that's at true, Gordon. But it just feels mm. if you're a glass half full type, which you probably need to be in football management, mm-hmm. you would have much rather have had the chance to win a game. And because people are going to talk about that defeat for two weeks, which they wouldn't exactly. be able, they wouldn't be able to do yeah. that if they had played this midweek he, and won. He obviously the international breaks not come at a good time for him. I just think Gordon just now we're getting four or five games into the season. Managers are losing their job. Fans are in an uproar because new signings aren't hitting the ground running. I take on board the size of the club. You can flip that round. If Brendan Rodgers had lost on Sunday and then lost the next league game, would they have been sacked? No, he wouldn't. And that's why I'm saying Michael Beale. Mm. You look at Aberdeen, you look at Hearts just now. Fans are crying out. Some of them just now putting pressure on Barry Robson and obviously the two guys at, at Hearts because of the start of the season. We've already had a manager sacked in Hibs. I think we just need to settle some down. I, I can understand frustration, but settle down. I wonder if we'll get any movement on Hibs tomorrow or in the coming days. Thank you to David Wright. Let's round off this teaser. Thanks again to the folks at Sliding Wardrobe Solutions in East Kilbride for helping out as well. The last eight Scots have been nominated for the Ballon d'Or. McCoist, Strachan, Soonest, Dalgleish. Is that all you've given? I'm going to go. Yeah. Is it? Quick hurry up. Right. Gordon McQueen won? Nope. Uh, no, we gave Gemmel uh, as well. Um, oh, you gave us who? Sorry, Gemmel. Yeah, Willie. Uh, Willie Miller. No. Willie Miller. No. McLeish. No. Strikers, I take it. No. Well, yeah, but uh, what about a well-known Celtic midfielder of the mid eighties? Paul McShay. Yes. Hmm. John Collins. No. no. He what, was good. What I go Paul McShay. What about a Scott that ended up at Barcelona? Oh, Archibald. Stevie Archibald. Oh, I forgot about Stevie Archibald. I will. Try and keep up. Yeah, oh. come on, hurry up. Right, one more to get. 1981, I think. Oh, that's your era. You know, it's a play the game. Who do you play for? Uh, well, a few teams. Ipswich, Liverpool. Boom. John Wark. Yeah, John Wark. I wouldn't have got that. Well done, Daz. Well, there, thank you very much to Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Thank you for your calls and your tweets and for keeping us company tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Huge night tomorrow. And to reflect that, we've got an extended show. We are here until 10 o'clock, hopefully basking in the glory of an important Scotland win with Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller 69 Scotland caps between them what more could you want we will see you then and Callum Gallagher is up next